1: This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Thomas of House Sweeney.
0: Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt.
1: And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering the Fires of Heaven, Part 8, Chapters 52 through 56. As you know, I
0: always introduce the podcast, excuse me there, I always introduce the podcast and I say, I am Sir Matt. Well, I could actually be Matt at this point because we have a recast. And I don't think we've actually talked about this on the podcast. I know we did a YouTube video on it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, sort of big news, really, um, for those of you guys who just listened to the podcast, is, for better or for worse, don't know, man. Right.
1: Barney Harris <sighs> Matt is out. Co-
0: Barney Harris is out. Matt, Co- uh, is Matt Cawthon. so he did season one. They're in. They're filming season two right now. And we have an, an, a, a new person. Yeah. A uh, recast.
1: Yeah, his name, I think you say it uh, Donald or Dunno, uh, Finn, yeah. Dunno Finn mm-hmm. is, the, is the new guy. And uh, what's what's interesting is, I don't know, maybe this is not how they wanted it released. Like this this was, I forget which um, organization it was that, that broke the news on this, but a, a lot of different places like Dragon Mount confirmed it. They actually, I think, emailed uh, Amazon Studios and got a confirmation on it and yeah he's been he's been recast and there's just no information as to why and we probably don't need any and we probably don't necessarily need to go down any deep dark speculation but the, i mean the the harmless stuff is it's it happens sometimes right i mean it happens in other shows and it's a part of the business and it's on it's you know it's it's unfortunate hopefully it is fortunate though for like, everyone involved in their own personal lives and and, and all that stuff. As far as, like, the show, yeah, it's a little awkward. It's going to be a little bit of a, a hiccup. We're going to watch this first season with Barney Harris in there playing Matt. And I hope he does a great job. I hope yeah. he does a phen- phenomenal job, right? Because we want a good show.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we don't know, you know, we don't know why the recast was done. I mean, I, at this point, I don't believe, right? no Um, i haven't seen anything it's actually it's actually been over it's actually been over a week just um so we know we know that he's not going to be at that panel right um that's 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 coming up but uh yeah i mean we don't know why he was why he dropped out there's there could be a lot of reasons um yeah yeah, i read that Roseman parks Roseman pike excuse me said she's like i moved my family to croatia right yeah To, to get all set up for this so i mean that could be a big deal maybe if you're barney harris you're thinking and I don't want to spend the next 8 years, right, living in Croatia it could be incredibly demanding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: could be incre- an incredibly demanding role. Uh you're sort of locked in, right? You can't you sort of can't do a lot of other stuff when you're in some of these huge productions. Um so that could certainly be part of it. Maybe he thinks I did my season 1, the show right. could be big. This could open up a bunch of other opportunities. Um so there's a lot of actors that actually talk about why they they choose roles they do some of it has to do literally with just location um james spader right who does he's in the blacklist he was in the office um, he played ultron in yes age in, in age of ultron he's i love him so i've watched a bunch of interviews with him and he's like he's he's like i'll always choose roles in new york over roles in l.a just because he likes new york he just he just likes new right. york more so that could be, you know, that could be a big part of it too. So maybe that's why he's not, why he he is dropping out of it. But
1: yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now, man, it, it is. So by the way, as is back in Germany, right? I'm I'm from Ohio. I'm back in Germany. Uh, you know, just just here spending time with my girlfriend before I, I uh, kick off a new a new job. And it's like I am. It, it's it's a long ways. It's like there's jet lag involved. I mean, my recovery time was ridiculous on this. Like it, it just. I think it's a lot, and if you were traveling back and forth, and during the pandemic, it could be harder. I, I can see how it'd be a lot more difficult to to complete that type of travel. Maybe there was some pressure to to move there to stay stay there, and maybe he has a significant other or something. You know, who knows? And that's the type of stuff we don't want to go down any crazy rabbit holes. But I, I think there's just a number of things people we don't want people pointing to. I, you know, you you can get carried away with this type of speculation. And that's what we don't want to do. It probably is something just as simple as uh, location, time. It could just, it could not even be his decision. It could be something with Amazon Studios or whoever it is okay. um, who, who wants to kind of go in a different direction. They saw season one, or, or, or you know, whatever, uh, and that's okay. So. But like I think you said this in our YouTube video. Like if the new Matt we get, you know, we get this new uh, Donald Finn, and he does a, a, a really good job, then we're looking at him for hopefully six to seven seasons. Thinking that's awesome, you know?
0: Right, and we'll sort of forget that he was recast. Yeah, you know, it's just it's, it's sort of sort of how it's sort of how it goes, right? I mean, when I think of Dario Naharis and Game of Thrones, I don't I forget that the other guy played him. Yeah, right. The guy with Same. long hair, first season. Right. Um, there were actually two other two other people that played the Mountain. Right in Game yeah. of Thrones, with the only one we remember is Half Thor Bjorkson, right? Because he plays him for the rest of the things. I always forget that Dumbledore in Harry Potter was played by a different guy until I go yeah. back and watch the first two movies. You're like, oh yeah. So, um yeah. Fortunately, yeah. they sort of look they look similar enough. Although they are trying to play this guy up like he's some big actor, or something like of Witcher fame. He's in The Witcher for like.
1: Yeah, I know. One minute, okay. I mean, yeah. Like. Well, and the thing is, I'm cool. Like, if his if he's a really good actor and does a really awesome job, that's you. You want both? I'm sure both of them are right. Barney, I'm sure uh, is is great. I a lot of this this cast I have not seen besides uh, Roseman Pike. I, I've not seen a lot of the other individuals, and and I've tried to go look up clips of them in movies or TV shows and things like that. But this is going to be big, I think, for a lot of them. So I'm excited to see all of them come out here and just. Get, give it their all, give it their best, and really, really dive into these characters. You know, something early on, I remember Barney Harris like reached out to some YouTubers and some content creators for Wheel of Time, and wanted to know the series better, wanted to understand uh Matt Cawthon, and wanted to understand that that role, which I thought was cool. You know, someone who was really trying to dive into their craft and, and get a better understanding of it. So, you know, um maybe he was, maybe he did have some struggles kind of connecting to the character and figuring out, you know, wh- how how he needs how he needs to be portrayed, and that's. They did. They wanted to go in a different direction. Either way, it's just news, and we're just kind of telling you guys about it. We wanted to bring it up, talk about it on the podcast, and and share it with you because it's going to be interesting. The panel, by the way, uh, New York uh, Comic Con. That's this Friday. I think it's October eighth, right? Is is going to be mm-hmm. the panel? Uh, they've, it's pre recorded. They've already recorded it, and it's going to be there. We think. We're hoping there's going to be a trailer. So definitely hit up Matt and myself at Super Gains Bros and at Womp just to give us your thoughts, uh, send us a you know a pigeon if you want to at the at gmail.com and tell you to think about the the, the, the panel because I'll be doing videos that day uh, live from Germany, my friends so yeah mm-hmm. but
0: okay as well uh, attention to our listeners okay yes whether you know whether you're here in Randland or you're across the galaxy all the way from Australia, Germany, Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Be sure to kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com. For twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. And as you know, I have to say here, um, you know, we are talking about the Wheel of Time TV show, obviously. Um, and then we think about sort of it's the Amazon show, who's Papa of Amazon? Well, that's Jeff Bezos, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of second richest. You know, he and Elon go back and forth, but either way um it says here that you can use this in zero gravity and jeff bezos knows a thing or two about zero gravity
1: okay because yes. he was just in outer space do you think he was a manscape? because he's clean <laughs> cut up top he is clean cut up top yeah i was thinking about that and i mean yeah it, he probably he probably did uh i I'm, it seems like it's been tested in outer space i mean i don't want to say that because it's not in our talking notes but i mean it seems like you couldn't you could imply uh, or infer that, that, yeah, it's been used in outer space, and it's, it's awesome. I mean, it has the, um, we get the performance package 4.0, Weed Whacker. Uh, this, okay, it's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. <laughs> I don't think we've hey, read man, that one. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. I don't think so either. But I would say Jeff Bezos
0: uses it. I can't I confirm so. that, but if I had to assume, I think it's probably safe to assume.
1: You know who else probably uh, – look at the trailer for Wheel of Time recently, Rand. He looks clean as all get out. You see What's him in there name? with Egwene? The What's uh, his name? It's like Jarrett. Yosha? T- something?
0: How are we ever going to pronounce that?
1: I well, Yeah, I know. I, I, his last name is what I really can't pronounce. But, yeah, he looked good. I he looked bar- really good.
0: I, I can barely say Teron Grial okay? That took a lot <laughs> for me, so now we're going to have this in, but – Anywho, guys, be sure to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond your space balls. Will, thank you.
1: Matt, we are into the final part of this book. And I have been waiting a long time to talk about this with you. And uh, you guys can probably hear it in Matt's voice right now, like what'd you think? I mean, you know, like,
0: I don't know, man, this book, this book just didn't do it for me. I don't know why. I, I guess now don't hold back. <laughs> I, well, from the start, let me let me say this. And I'm not this is this is this is just this is really the only book book out of the five we've read, which now we've actually we have dived a little bit into New Spring, as and I've been yeah. reading the yes. been, we just did the sort of the graphic novel. Right. Um just to gain a little bit of knowledge there. And actually I don't think anything was really spoiled for us. Mm-mm. Um so yeah, I don't know, man. I think from the get go, it's just that the Shadow Rising ends on such a high Yeah. Because, like, everything feels like it's – everything feels like an agreement. Perrin just told the White Cloaks off after he just saved – Perrin just saved Emmonsfield, yeah. Two Rivers. Hey, and told the White Cloaks, basically, hey, why don't you go F off Yeah, like, to their face? Yep. You want to come back? I'll be here type of yeah. a, type of thing. So it was, like, awesome. Epic and then moment. Rand and kool are having this, like, epic stare down, too, where he Kool-Aidin's like, no, I'm the Dragon Reborn. It's like, okay, fine. And Rand's like, all right, buddy. Well, let's let's just see wow. about it. Yeah. And then it's like we take such a left turn. We take such a left turn at the beginning. It's like, okay, it starts. And the first word, El Yida. And I'm just like, I'm out. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, literally. I read the prologue. I was like, oh, my God. I was just so ready because I jumped. And when I finished mm-hmm. Shadow Rising, I jumped right into this book because I was like, yeah. dude, I'm ready to go right and then you go and you're like okay okay okay, okay. what like is parent gonna come back where are we at because i was like such a high with that um and i don't know man this whole book just kind of for me i i, I don't know it, it's just i think the last book was so high that this one was just harder to sort of live up to for me mm-hmm. yeah um and there were some parts that were drug out, you know, a little bit more like the sailing. Okay, there's a lot of sailing going mm-hmm. on, right? With yeah uh Nynaeve and Egwene, and that stuff I think maybe is starting to wear on me just a bit. Um, sort of the like, okay, whatever we get it. And then he was mad, all right, whatever. Right. Um so a little bit there, but really I would think I was fine until Coolidin was killed off screen, right? Or off or off page. Right. That for me was just like, all right. Yeah. 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 Now the ending I actually do think of this was kind of cool. I think uh, you know, we our good yeah. buddy surgeon been on. He said it like completely took him out. Like he, yeah. he did not like the ending, which we'll get to here in a bit. Um I actually was sort of okay with it. Um But yeah, I don't know. This whole book for me was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I just was never Super into- I think I think finally getting some of the tension between Rand and Avi Endover was cool so that's true sure. so that good that was good so, that, so I, I that was sort of I think I I I enjoyed that um and then early on we were sort of traveling with Suwan and min and Logain. I was like all right this is cool and then right. it's just like as the chapters go on it's like that just kind of stopped just drops and it just kind of drops and so I was just that was like so cool to see them on the road and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I have to I'm gonna be dead honest and say this was my least this is my least favorite book so far. I would put it as my number five because we've read five books. Yeah. As, I would say uh, the Fires of Heaven, Dragon Reborn,
1: uh Eye of the World, Shadow mm-hmm. Rising, Great Hunt. Great Hunt, yeah. Yeah, I, I hear I hear you on that, and l- l- like you said, we're again you're comparing Wheel of Time books to Wheel of Time books, and there has to be when you, when you do a ranking like that, right? I mean, something's got to be at the bottom, and we're in five books, so yeah. Right now, I get it because I kind of like the ending uh, here. I think it's cool. I think some of the like the power battle stuff is interesting, but I get where because now when I think back on how I read through the series, I blitzed through it the first time I mean it was non-stop 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 so the stuff that was like maybe would sit with you for a while because because you and I do other projects and you'll read a batch of chapters and then go away from it for a while and then come back to it and it's almost tougher because you, yeah it's because you might have left it at a low right at, 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 a, at a low right. point whereas like I did nothing but plow through it so all of the lows were minimized because I I was hitting all those highs so quickly um right I think that really does affect how you read this series and gosh if you were someone who was reading it book by book i uh i have have a friend who has when when it was released he read it like okay Eye of the world comes out and then the great hunt comes out so he went back and read eye of the world and then when the third book comes out he read one and two and then three and so he kept kind of building that speed and momentum up through the 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 current book but if you just read this book when it came out i bet you would be scratching your head a little bit going like what you know like yeah. some of, like like some and, of it's just and i think yeah
0: and i think it also just tends to be like which because i would not say that th- i generally don't think that there are characters that i see I, so often people say i who have talked to finish like i can't stand x this character or this character or this character mm-hmm. and for me i think i actually go through waves of liking them and disliking them right um Right, and so like there are moments where even though I've heard Nynaeve you know, tug her hair a million times, there are moments where I still find it <clears throat> funny, right? Or sort of, you yeah. know, like you know, it's it I enjoy, you know, because just depending on what's going on with it. So I would say that I go through waves of liking and disliking characters, and I think a lot of it just has to do with maybe what is going on around them, sort of at the, at the at the time. And so for me, it's just cuz I really enjoyed what was going on with Parent last time. Yes. I was like, man, I want I want the follow up to that. And a lot of people say they can't stand Parent. And a lot of people hate Fael from what I've heard. As people yes. can't stand Fael. Right. Um, but I enjoyed it. And so you know, I think that was like a big letdown for me this book that that wasn't Parent just because his what happened was so like, awesome and exciting. And so we just yeah. dropped that, and I was just like, "Dude!" And come it's, on. it's
1: it's a whole book. So like this book, right? Uh, probably could be on average a little higher for you if there was some continuation of par- like something to carry you through. But instead, you get attached to right. like like the low gain story, and then you're like, "Well, then where's that?" You know, and then that that right. dissipates. Well, and and we had left the la- the last book left on
0: such a high. So it wasn't just the parent thing. It's also the last book left on such a high point of this, and we're gonna get a fight between Rand and. And uh um, and cool again cool yeah. mm-hmm. And then we just kill him off screen, and it's like, then what are we doing?
1: Yeah. like <clears throat> yeah what
0: are wh- where are we at? what are we doing? And then it almost does feel this is something you know Sir Jimmy told us um he felt like the whole which we'll get to it it's all right we're, we're talking yeah. about anyway, moraine's death today by Lanfair feels like it comes literally out of nowhere
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and it's almost like he needed a way to finish the book. And yeah, and that's yeah. and he said he like that. Like, for him, it's I think it's almost completely derailed him on the series. I think he I think he could probably pick it back up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: and 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 finish it. But yeah, I, um, it does because that was sort of you you had built this tension mm-hmm. that this is what it's going to be, and then you have to shift it because you just throw it away. I mean, it's just so I don't know, man. This book, I, I'm kind of out.
1: I know, I know. So, okay, okay. Uh, real quick, shout out to our friend, Sir Jimmy, um, of House Nuts, uh, the Fantasy Network. Go check out his YouTube channel. He does a great job, reviews books. So he's definitely into fantasy and book series, right? So just like us, he's into all those different things. And he reads a wide variety of them. It's it's For a lot of people, I get why the Moraine scene... What's going on there? You know, with with land fear. I mean, and the hinting sometimes, the foreshadowing to it is so subtle that you get that. Okay, maybe it's um, maybe it's you know because of like um, just a lack of of hinting that that Robert Jordan does that it seems abrupt. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I thought the the battle with Robin is is pretty cool. I mean, that's the no, part that I yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah I actually see he and I actually
0: I think totally differ on the ending ending um I do still think the Robin thing is kind of cool uh yeah I'm there I didn't dislike that nearly as much as as sort of he as sort of he did i I think
1: yeah so there wait. is build
0: up there is there is build up for that and we have been talking about him a little bit throughout uh the the book the book itself um so i hear let me just pull this up here really quick so because i saw this uh, on the wheel of time subreddit um and they're actually really great about not spoiling stuff for later on um it's actually one of the it's actually one of the better subreddits literally out there Mm -hmm. um this question was posed and it was posed two years ago um by major mata says uh reading the fires of heaven and i have a question about cooladin um what the heck is, uh, he says uh, one of the main. He said, "What is everybody's thoughts on and being killed off page? One of the main antagonists for this book apparently fights Matt and gets beaten quickly. I was looking forward to this fight, but now I feel kind of let down. I thought the Aiel were quite formidable, and I didn't realize Matt was that skilled at fighting. I'm guessing he could beat a guy who's trained since he was a kid due to his past. Well, whatever, past life Menethra memories. So we he, we know he has. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't spoil anything for myself. Yeah. Um, Right. Um, and so some of the so some of the people here one guy said he enjoys it. Um, he said, but that's with multiple reads in mind. Uh he says I've read this since I've read the series multiple times. He said Coolidin's main flaw is his pride, which makes it all sweeter that he's sort of a killed off like a B list villain. Um he says we all know Matt's lucky, and he said this actually sort of will propel Matt forward, right, with being sort of this great general, and we've seen Matt sort of fight. Um right when he fights uh, yeah. Galan, right, yeah. or Gawain and, and Galad, And so yeah. I even said that I would have been fine with that had they just shown us the fight. Had they shown us Matt versus Cooladin, yeah. I would be totally fine with it. I know you and I were talking. You and I were talking. Because then it's sort of, you know, it's it, it sort of, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways you could do it, right? Let's say Rand overextends himself with the power and is really weak, and then Cooladin shows up. And mm-hmm. he's gotta he's gotta fight him, but Rand's actually in this weakened state because he overextended himself with the power, which is not outside of the realm for oh, no, Rand yeah. at this at this point in time. Yes. And then Matt sort of shows up, fights him, and wrecks him. And so it's like that's so much better of a moment. I know. I know. It's, and it's it's so much better of a moment than killing him off screen. I mean, how many how many hair tugs? And how many times of the girls getting captured? And how many times of Elaine being sort of like, oh, "I don't know, am I good enough? Could we could we pull out of this book? Still have an immense amount in the entire series yeah. and have Kuladin fight
1: have Kuladin's death on on page? You're asking. For, I mean, you're asking for next ask three paragraphs, <laughs> right? <you> know, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and and think about this too. In terms of like a, a show adaptation, would they ever? Yeah, they're do, showing it. They, you're right I mean would they exactly they would never not show us that uh and it just and let's just say like Matt just walks into to a tent and everyone's just like yeah he, he killed Cooladin." fans would be like if you were just watching it for the first time they'd be like what like we right. just had this villain build up and you didn't show us an action fight scene sequence where he kills Cooladin? like we don't even believe it at that point then and it's just like and then it just never comes up again as like yeah he's dead so move on right yeah I know so and even even if it's just Matt,
0: even if it's just that Matt, like, he's he's out doing, right, he's sort of out with his group of people, they're doing their thing, and he just comes across Kooladin, and they end up fighting, and he ends up beating him, because they actually take the moment and sort of build it up to something later, where they say, well, Rand's like, well, this is why I needed you, and all this stuff. I mean... Mm-hmm. He beats he beats Gilad and Gawain so fast it's like two page I mean it's like two pages I mean right it, you really could have just you really could have just written it I yeah. I maybe does unless I mean maybe it's something that comes up later in the series hmm. but I'm gonna be honest man it kind of ruined the whole book
1: like <laughs> yeah it just puts a bad taste in your mouth and then as you go through you're almost looking for like like oh well this you know didn't happen the way I thought it was gonna go and then it starts to kind of spiral a little bit yeah.
0: Yeah, so so real quick. So some of the people who some of the people who said it uh, just in this right, a lot of people who I think have finished it said it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, like there's a lot of comments on this, so maybe I'm just sort of overreacting in the moment. I don't know. Um, one guy said it's a poor story. It's a poor storytelling choice. As um, all the more, so we wasted two books on him. But uh, hey, we got circus chapters
1: instead. So it's all. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it, it, yeah, so, it, it is. It's interesting because he is—he's built as the you know the the opposite of Rand, and he's going into this unknown right. Shido group, our uh, IO group right. where the Shido are. Yeah, it's right. I guess my my only thing
0: is a, a lot of people, a lot of the people that are they're saying they're fine with it is they're talking about Kool-Aid and being sort of a weak character. They're like, whatever, he's he's not important. But I guess I would argue right now, that it seems like he's right. Yeah, I guess I would just argue that if he's if he's not that big of a character, then why did you build him up and make that the end of your last book?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see, mean,
0: are we are we just going to take are, I mean, why don't we just have I don't I, you know, I, I don't know, Daisy Conger and some of the other people end up just being like, hey, you're not getting married. And that's the end of your book because it's, you know, oh, it's just these are B characters. You can't end a book on a B character if you're going to do that. I mean, that's just that's bad storytelling.
1: Yeah, and so a, a lot of times what he does, right, is like Robert Jordan has, at the end of that book, you've got Osmodian and Lanfear doing their thing. And it's almost like, because what happens here is is Kuladin is supposed to be that minor, I mean, he seems like he's the major opposition, right? Our, our main host is fighting Kuladin and his Shido who are raiding out of Kyrian. Right. That is the main fight. Like, the, the most people are, are, are fixated on that. But Ran has this internal, like, like Samael is around, and, like, the Forsaken, right. and where is Landfear and Osmodian, what are you doing in my tent, and were you channeling, or were you not? And it's almost like there's two little, there's two things going on with, with Ran all the time. You've got two battles, where one, we're focused on uh, cool it in like you said, at the end of, of uh, Shadow Rising, and then all throughout the Fires of Heaven. But then he really needs to focus in on the Forsaken. It's almost like he has to separate and let some of that go to Matt and to Perrin. And like you said, it'd be fine if that were the case. Like, But there's a way to do it that, that right. shifts that power to, to Matt or to Perrin to pick up some of what... what You know, Rand can't do everything, right? So if we have to move that villain over to Matt or Perrin, let's do that and then emphasize the Forsaken more instead of just doing it off screen quickly. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it actually, it actually, actually, Matt, what one thing it does is it, like Matt's character, for his character development, it kind of doesn't help it any that he just kills him off screen, right? I mean, that he just, I I don't think that it's, I mean, it makes, it makes Cooladin so insignificant that we didn't need to show it, but it was significant enough that Matt had to battle him and becomes this general now, and yeah.
0: Right, yeah, it's, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, didn't didn't like it we don't have to harp on it for forever but i guess we're this is our last this is our last chapter of the book and i do always try to sort of all right here's what i think about the book in a whole and 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 sort of a series but that's okay i still it's still not it's not a terrible book it's not a bad series it's not going to cause me to stop reading you know or read the series or think that the series is so bad i would just say that it's my least it's by far my least favorite um yeah in In the series, but who knows, right? I've always heard, like, the slog of 7 through 9 is really bad, so maybe, you know, when we get to that, but... Yeah. um, But, okay, I mean, but everyone talks about, once you get past that, you get to the Brandon Sanderson books, they get great, so... Just because I don't like this thing doesn't mean that I think the whole, you know, series is bad. It's still better than the Star Wars sequels, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Makes more sense, right? There's still, a yeah... Right, there's Uh, still, like, a coherent plot, right? right. (laughs) So oh, uh, anywho, all right, well, hey, let's let's take a um, let's take a quick uh, break here um, for, you know, one of our uh, a message from our sponsors. And we'll come back and we'll dive into the into the final chapters here. OK, as so uh, we're back here and we're going to be diving through the final chapters here. So chapter 52 choices. Fifty three fading words. Fifty four to Camelin, Fifty five the threads burn. Fifty six glowing embers. So um, where we left right was uh, that news had come to Kyrian right that the Armelin seat dead right. Ravine is taken over. Things are looking really really mm-hmm. bad. Uh, so chapter 52 choices so some of these chapters are a lot longer which is why we didn't do sort of as many as we normally do um, so here we go so it starts off in Rand's point of view Rand is preparing for his trip to Camelin the next morning Avienda uh, is with him trying to tell him in her Ie way that she wouldn't shame him in front of other men Rand as usual doesn't understand what she's saying Rand had met with the clan chiefs last night to discuss his plans None of them tried to talk him out of it. They seemed to think in terms of Giotto. The wise ones didn't argue with him either. They just made it clear that it's his obligation to Elaine uh, didn't outweigh his obligation to the Aiel. Avienda mentions uh, Lady Colivere, uh, mm-hmm. uh came to see him last night. Rand forgot all about that. Avienda says that they had a talk and that he won't be bothered by women sent to him by Lady Colavir. She also says that the lady would be able to hide the evidence, uh, not the methods which Rand would have chosen, but it will work. Osmodian comes in. Uh, he asks permission to join Rand on his trip. Originally, uh, the plan was for him to stay behind. Rand reluctantly agrees. Matt comes to see Rand as well. He tells how uh, Melindra, uh, Melindara, I should say, uh, attacked him and that he had to kill her. Now that uh, the Forsaken have noticed him, he wants to join Rand too. Moraine and Egwene appear. Moraine hands Rand two letters, one of him for Reed, uh, one of him to read later and one for Tom to be delivered the next time Rand sees him. Uh, she sees him in a strange mood this morning and Rand wants to leave and get it over with, but Moraine tells him there is something in the docks he needs to see. Since everybody agrees he should go he should go. Rand decides an hour delay. Won't her. They leave
1: for the docks. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. This is this is the setup, right? We're gonna go to Camelin and a fight has to be had here. Morgaze has been killed. And Dag on it, Ravine, We're we're coming for you. Uh, we're gonna avenge uh, this this loss, and and Rand is just, you know, upset about it. And he's got everybody in, right? Matt's now in. Avienda's in, Egwene is in, Moraine is going. Uh, it's an interesting piece that the Aiel are reminding him, don't forget just your your prior obligations or whatever. They don't outweigh the obligation that you have to your people here as well. That's where the Giotto piece comes in, where it's like right. you, you need to honor. He's honor-bound to still kind of think about them as well. So, yes, you're going to go, but, I mean, at the same time. Yeah, because it's interesting, right? He's just leaving all of them. And he's going to just travel and go to Caimelon. And everything that was happening in Kyrian is just gone. We weren't in Caimelon at all, man. We haven't been in Caimelon in a long time, other than just bouncing to Morghese and her point of view. And then now Rand is like, I got to go out. He's, he's gone. He was thinking the whole right. time he's thinking about, about Samael and his fight with him and the battle there outside of Kyrian. And now it's like, and actually it seems disconnected when we're first reading about it. Morghese is, is being essentially compelled by Ravine. now we're like looking back at it going okay now we we get why that plot line is in there because we have to go to it with rand because she's air quote killed so yeah it's 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 crazy um but that's where we're at we're headed there for for a big fight yeah
0: yeah um and then she give and then just point out that moraine gives those letters right here you go read this one later. here you go yes Give give this give this one to tom Yep. so okay so then we shift and we're in Kadir's uh, uh, point of view. We're on the docks. Yet again, Kadir uh, tries to think his way out of a difficult situation he's in. Landfear has not returned to him in his dreams, but she left uh, the burn as a reminder. The Aeel that slipped a note under his door hasn't contacted him, but yet offer, may offer a way out. Kadir sees the party of the Dragon Reborn arrive, the Aes Sedai among them. Moraine came to see him last night and made him help her uncover the doorframe frame on He is watching the group when the voice of uh, Khalil interrupts him. He thought she died in the waste and isn't pleased to see her. They go into Kadir's wagon to talk. Once inside, Lanfear shows herself. She demands her to tell tell her what the dragon has been doing. Kadir starts reporting. Some of it is obviously not to Lanfear's liking.
1: Yeah and so then he's he's a goner. I mean like essentially it's it's like he's he's like skinned alive. She she is really upset um with him and just this news. Really not him, it's it's the news that Rand has been with another woman. Uh because Kadir has been keeping tabs on Rand and and you know reporting if you will, to other dark friends. Turns out those dark friends are actually way more uh, higher up than we re- than he realized. They're actually the Forsaken. You know, taking other right. forms and, and disguising themselves, which would I think would be really cool for the show. That's something that like they could change the name of the the dark friends and give them different names, and we not know who is Forsaken from from season one. Man, we could have a season one situation where there's a dark friend that is gonna turn that actor is going to turn into someone else or, or maybe change form it, it there's a lot you can do with it a lot of right you know
0: it's almost like it's almost like remember remember when harry potter was was first coming out right and we were like a little bit into it and until the final book came out with the like i mean for people who didn't sort of grow up when the books were were releasing right mm-hmm. um there was a huge deal uh and way bigger than if you're just reading it but the, ho- the whole deal was is snape good or is snape bad I remember, yeah. I mean, it was like everyone was talking about it for years. Yes. Like, yeah. is he good? Is he bad? Yeah, you could do a similar thing here where you introduce characters, maybe whose name starts out as something else. And then later it's sort of revealed that they are a different character when you get to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that Celine with Lanphier thing, right? Like, maybe they don't name her Celine in the show. Yes. Maybe they name her something else. Right. Yeah. It turns out she is Lanphier. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, and it could be someone. Maybe she's uh, yeah. And we're all even book readers are speculating like, is that her? Is that is, her name's not Celine, but is that Lanfear? Um, That could be the new thing that we're trying to think and, and theorize about because she showed up in multiple forms, right? She we saw her in the tower. We've seen her as Celine. She she's played a little girl, uh, a beautiful girl. She's played someone who is not as attractive. I mean, she's she's all over the place. She's all sorts right. of different forms, and yeah. So and here she is. So she's in on everything, and she's always around right now, Rand and Luce Theron, and trying to, to keep tabs on this. She set him up with a teacher, essentially, with Os- Osmodian being his teacher. She's got yeah. her own thing going. So,
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Now we shift back, and we're in Rand's point of view. So arriving at the docks, Rand wants to know why Moraine brought him here. She remains silent. She checks the seals hidden in Kadir's wagon. Rand is about to return to the palace. As Kadir's wagon explodes in a cloud of wood splinters, Lanfear steps out furious at Loose Theron because he let another woman touch him. Lanfear hits Moraine with a weave um, and the Aes Sedai flung aside. Rand grabs the source and creates a barrier to shield the surroundings from the Forsaken's channeling. Memories of the dragon float through Rand's mind as he tells her he will never love one of the Forsaken. Lanfear promises to kill him for that. Egwene and Avienda move in to help Rand. Lanfear wants to know which one of them is Avienda. Both girls collapse as a result of one of Lanfear's weaves. Rand tries to distract her from the women. He manages to slice through her weaves. Lanfear staggers back to catch her balance and resumes her attack on Rand. Even with the even with his Angrial, he is having difficulty keeping her from shielding him. He should call down lightning to kill her, but the memories from Luce Theron keep him from trying. He can't kill another woman. So this is actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, now uh, there's yeah.
0: some sort of... Right, now there's some stakes to the land Rand-Luce-Theron sort of connection coming in that's preventing him from doing
1: things he needs to do. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And he's... um. This issue with with killing k- killing women and it, it affects what's happening here with land. It could have cost somebody else their life. I mean, he's doing everything he can to keep Landfear off of um, off of the girls, right? Off of uh, Avienda and Egwene, and then Moraine is there, and it's it's just a whole showdown. So she's like surrounded by some pretty powerful channelers, and Landfear is just owning people. She's doing. I mean, this this would be kind of one of those a really cool battle sequence to see. It happens fast. Right. It mm-hmm. seems it's very fast in the books. But if you slowed it down a little bit and showed us more in the, in the or build it up more and, and kind of pulled it up, apart in a show, it, it, it's a pretty epic battle because this is almost like a precursor to, to then Rand fighting Ravine. Like if you went a little bit longer, because like basically the next thing that happens is more rain shoves her through the Tyran through the stone do- door, the, the, right. the red door. Right. I mean, so if that happens a little bit later and there's more battling back and forth. And you can kind of infer that there is, but just it's so short. If you look in the book, it's just not very, very long. Um, right. So and if you're not paying attention like me, sometimes when I'm listening to an audiobook, <laughs> let The it, next thing you know, you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, exactly. Rand steps away and he's battling Revy and I'm like, wait, we're going to go back. What, 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 I missed it. You know, it was, it was that quick. So, right. Yeah.
0: Um, and I guess I can see where some people feel like Landfear kind of comes out of nowhere. Because when's the last time you went saw her? right i mean well
1: yeah and she's in disguise a lot of the time and right. it's very quickly revealed it's it's again like i said if you're not paying attention to kadir and remembering like oh yeah who are all the characters around kadir and this this traveling group i mean osmodian was right. what, was the gleeman uh, he's in with them and you've got other individuals who the one girl who's sneaking off to like be with rand and it's it's also pretty brutal some of the stuff that 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 batch of dark friends is they're dark i mean it is just like some Evil stuff going on in and among that group, and Landfear is mixed in with them, but you don't really know it, and and that's the thing that's kind of neat about it. Once it's revealed, it's like, oh, okay, she's been there, uh, and she is keeping tabs on things, and she is maybe checking in on this Osmodian situation and how is her lover doing, right? Um, I mean, Landfear tells Men right at the at the end of the Great Hunt to right. to take care of him, t- type of thing, right? Just for now, like that's okay, but then. The fact that he is—he actually sleeps with Avienda. Mm, no. Crossed the line for Lanfear. I know. Kind of weird. Yeah. Mm.
0: But. Hmm. So anyway, so then we cut to uh, Moraine's point of view, right? And Moraine recovers from the blow Lanfear dealt her. She realizes this is the moment when she must do what she has known. She must send her visit to Rudion. She has made the arrangements. Lan will have to go on without her. Moraine sees Lanfear standing close to the doorframe. and Grial in the wagon. She closes in on the Forsaken, embraces the Source, and throws herself at Lanfear, pushing them both through the doorframe. White light swallows everything.
1: Yeah, so this is her sacrifice, and I just um, so she when she goes to Rudion, she goes through the uh, Tiron Grial there, and she sees th- she sees things. She also has gone. And she asked the questions back in tears. so she's been gathering information as to, like, what is her role to play with Rand, and what is it that she's going to need to do. So, yeah, just before they set out for the city of Camelin to confront the Forsaken Ravine, Moraine took Rand, Matt, Aguain, Avienda, and Land to the docks of Kyrian, um, while at uh, Rudion, Moraine had entered a Tier on Grial that showed her hundreds of possible futures. Furthermore, she knew that if she wasn't present at the docks that day, Lanfear, a forsaken who was obsessed with him, might take control over Rand. Uh, when Rand refused to kill Lanfear, even in his own defense, Moraine took matters into her own hands. The twisted redstone door frame from Rudion was present slash nearby, and Moraine shoved Lanfear through it by tackling her. <laughs> she straight on tackles uh, Lanfear, right? And thus joined her inside. Yeah, ending that assault. So, yeah, um, yeah. So they
0: yeah. So they they go through the door frame, right? They 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 go through it. I mean, you know, they. I mean, so I don't know. Does Moraine die? Doesn't it? Doesn't feel like it to me.
1: Okay, and you can say that. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I I can't. I mean, I ain't saying I'm not saying a right, damn thing. But but yeah, I mean, like it is. Yeah, man, she makes a sacrifice, right? I mean, she yeah. Sacrifices herself I mean, to it, take Lanfear out.
0: Right. Lanfear's powerful. Well, they go they go through the doorframe.
1: Right. You mm-hmm. it's like okay. And we've been through that door, It's frame. kinda Right. So we know it's like the what uh the, the elfin uh elfin, what? the the snakes and foxes, right? That's that's the realm to which we're going, which is where Moraine was talking about back in Tier and then again in Rudeon, Matt goes through there as well. Uh yeah, so that's like, and since you know that, I think you're allowed to kind of infer like, e That's a good question. Is she dead? Did does you know? Are they yeah. trapped? Are they trapped forever? In nobody's there? nobody's ever really gone. Wow, more Star Wars <laughs> quotes <laughs> coming <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just she. There, yeah, she tackles. I mean, like, forget right. the power. Straight up, like linebacker tackled her right to the door. You think we're gonna see that? God, that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> well, Roseman Pike better put on, better start hitting some weights, man, because she's like a dainty little woman. I mean, oh, she, she can she's do it, be Matt. tackling people.
1: She can lower that shoulder. She'll, she'll... <laughs> all one inch of the shoulder. I mean, my God, hey, man, man. man. she's
0: gonna—it's like a—it's gonna like break in half.
1: I think she can do it. I, I think she could roll tackle her.
0: You know? Just, no, she, just... was in, uh, she was in. She was in. She was in what was that movie? She was in uh, Wrath of the Titans, the second one. Oh, was she?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I
0: mean, you know, she's riding around on horses and swinging swords and stuff. I mean, that's yeah, what she's I'm saying. All right. I suppose. Yeah, she's
1: good. <laughs> she's good. I don't know. I feel like they, uh, the, in the show, they might actually use the power to blast her through. But then it's like, how does she go through herself too? So it's almost like, yeah, she has to kind of tackle her and run her through it physically. Um, And was there no way just to to blow air? I mean, I have to go back and actually read some of the line by line of that fight scene, but you wonder, was there another way? I, I think, I think land fear, which what's unexpected is everyone. They, they rely so much on the power and channeling. It's sort of like, you forget there's this hand to hand combat that they could do. That is unexpected. So Moraine does the unexpected. Yeah,
0: holy crap, hold on a second here. Yeah. Is this le- is this a legit photo of Rosenpike?
1: Pike? You s- s- show s- you that. let me let me show you that. Let me screen share this. Okay. Where's my sure. screen share at? Here I'll go to. You. I'll give you the option here, my friend. There you go. Is this, this better what is this from a movie? By the yeah. way, don't forget to check out our YouTube friends, uh where we post the video version. First of all,
0: look at the I mean look at the look at the gains there. This is yeah. and Wrath of the Titans. But hold on, this one it's not letting me zoom in, but I mean look at the action in the tricep. Yeah, absolutely, man. See I told you, she's All got right. this. She could. Yeah. But then but it. then you but then but then you look at photos
1: of her and you're like Hey, it just that season. That season, Matt, right. they're like, hey, she's we need to we need you to you know, she goes back in and right. trains for the week. But role. then you look at her right here. I mean, come on, man. She when you look at her there,
0: it's like she's not tackling anybody.
1: You know what's great? I have mad I have
0: she mad, has she, have, she get, she, she she, have to she she, she has to get back into she has to get back in the gym.
1: Okay, well, I, here's the thing. She is uh all actors, I think it's crazy how much weight they can drop or put on I mean, and muscle. I mean, right. it the things they do for roles is kind of it's it's wild. I have mad right. respect for them. So, right. Well, you can
0: also do a lot with, you know, CGI and stuff. It's how Gal I mean, I'm not saying obviously Gal Gadot is like she's she's pretty physically fit in the first place yeah, yeah. but you know it's like when you, when you see her like you know when you see her you know like charge somebody and then they go flying like 100 yards because
1: it's matt you know, she, she actually Wonder did Roman that in a movie i've it, seen it, the it, behind yeah. <laughs> the scenes man this is, come on what are you trying to take away from the uh, when she
0: punch when she punches superman you know and he goes through a wall yeah like
1: yeah it's real <laughs> right we have kids listening okay this is real stuff Right. oh my gosh
0: okay all right let's uh where we okay boom let's get next let's, let's yeah get next chapter so, so chapter 53 fading words here so rand sees marine hurl herself at land fear and the white light swallows both he gets up and grabs land who is staggering past and rand tells land he can't follow but the warder already knows their bond is broken rand sees Egwene and avienda with matt and Osmodian. Egwene seems to be hurt Uh, Sorella and the other wise ones push their way through the crowds to reach them. They say Egwene will be fine, but she needs rest. She won't go to Camelin with him, and she won't visit the World of Dreams for a while either. Rand turns back to Lan and tries to apologize for not saving Moraine. Lan says Moraine was um, as much a soldier as he was and that she accepted the risk. Rand asks Lan if he wants to stay around the uh, warder, stay around, but the warder explains Moraine did something to his bond that forces him to find a new Aes Sedai. He has to go. Lan tells Rand that uh, if he sees Nynaeve, he should tell her uh, Lan found someone else. Ooh. He also tells Rand that if he ever loves a woman, he should leave her. That's the best thing he can do for her. With that, the warder leaves. Ran now takes the time to read uh, the letter Moraine gives him. It explains Moraine has known this moment was coming since her visit to Rudion. the alternatives were ran dying or ran becoming Lanfear's devoted lover. Either way was unacceptable. She also knew that she might not be able to kill. Um, she also knew that he might not be able to kill a woman. She leaves a few final warnings for him. One is to tell Lan that he one is to tell land that what she did was for the best. The second is to not trust any Aes Sedai, at least not to trust Natale. Apparently she found out who he was. Uh, it also looks it also asks him to deliver the second letter to Tom. Rand is still contemplating the content of the letter when Sulin approaches him. She is very upset with him for not following any of the any not allowing any of the maidens to come with him to Camelin. Mm. In very blunt terms, she explains to Rand that the spear is what she is and that uh, he nor any other man has the right to change her. If Rand will not allow the maidens to carry his honor, she'd rather die. Rand explains his reluctance to send women into battle um, to her, but it doesn't seem to impress the maiden. Rand remarks she doesn't leave him much of a choice. sulin replies, Giotto always leaves you a choice." Rand suppresses his anger, uh, and Rand suppresses his anger at the. It doesn't say, but uh, in his eyes, ridiculous. Oh in at the ridiculous demands of Giotto, and tells sulin he will allow as many maidens at the as the members of the other societies are taking satisfied sulin leaves um to gather them matt joins rand and looks at the maidens leaving rand wants to know why he seems so cheerful Matt answers it's because he's alive and he says uh
1: it is time to roll the dice and rand agrees man this is okay so matt right there he's happy to be alive right okay so Moraine has the letter. She's she's altered her bond with land. By the way, I forgot to mention that red doorframe is on fire and melts. That's the other big thing. You can't just go running in after Moraine and Landfear. That thing is destroyed uh, because of all the channeling and everything that, that that's going on around it. So Moraine foresees this. It's also a bit scary that Moraine figures out that who Osmodian is and she knows that Rand is is near him doesn't say anything for what reason? Is it because she knows Rand is using him or doesn't want to expose that? But remember, Rand really did not want anyone to know that he was playing with fire, meaning one of the Forsaken was in and among and around everyone in the same tent. Like If if Avienda and others knew that they were sitting side by side with one of the Forsaken who was playing his uh, musical instruments and telling stories and he's pretending to be a gleeman and Rand actually has him teaching him. I mean, that's that's pretty wild. And Moraine knew that. And you're like, dang, what else did Moraine know? And so that piece is kind of cool because of the letters that are left over. One needs to go to Tom. Something with Lan now is, has been has been prearranged. And uh, she knew that what she saw, that the role she had to play was Rand's either going to die or become, you know, infatuated with Lanfear. Neither one of those things can happen. So she then takes her out and and takes her off the off the board so Rand can yep. move forward and, and and develop and do what he has to do and it's just like so oh the other big thing is to trust no i said die that's huge matt that is that that one little line right there you, you uh, like that's gonna guide and, and he already didn't trust a lot of people but he made more rain swear things to him and you know Moraine tried everything she could just to stay close and near him, to guide him, to show that, like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not trying to gentle you or take you in or whatever, but you do need guidance. You you do need to be alive for Tarman guidance You need to be there for the last battle, and I can help you with that. And eventually she had to do things that were outside of her character and outside of what she thought was proper to be near him. And I don't know if you remember that whole bit where she basically was like begging him to just to, to stay near him and just acting and i don't know ran was yeah but now she's saying don't trust any other eyes to die and so i right. think ran now is looking back going hmm i had something more and more rain than i realized which we can talk yeah. about later but yeah
0: right yeah because remember they've they've been they've had their sort of issues right yeah like back going back and forth of she's not listening to me and she's not going to control me and all this stuff yeah so Okay, chapter 54 to Camelin. Uh So uh, starting off with Rand here. Some 500 maidens, Sulan managed to get together, follow Rand to the Sun Palace, where uh, Baal is waiting for them. Rand manages to catch a part of the conversation between Avienda and the Wise Ones. She is to guard him closely. Amis also hints at some success of Aviendas, which the other Wise Ones don't know about. Rand doesn't understand what they mean by the wise ones, um, but the wise ones see him, and make it clear whatever they are discussing is not for his ears. Uh, Bale quickly uh, gathers the Aiel and uh, that are uh, to accompany Rand. Matt and Osmodian are also ready to leave. Rand creates a gateway and a skimming platform as large as he can. After skimming through the void between the uh, between the pattern, they arrive in Camlann near a place where Rand first met Elaine. The Ae'el spread out into the city. Without warning, Trollocs and Murderall appear, and the battle begins. Lightning starts raining from the sky. Rand is barely fast enough to raise a shield. He um, envelops most of the inner city uh, in and ties it off. He has to move quickly. Ravine obviously knows he is here. Rand takes a moment to survey the damage the volley of lightning bolts has done. The Forsaken don't care if it hits any of, any of his own. Rand sees Avienda and Matt lying dead. Osmodian has been turned into a charred corpse. Anger rises in Rand and he yells Robin's name. Channeling to kill the shadow spawn around him, Rand becomes death.
1: Yeah. So, like, and again, these things happen fast. So you're reading and you almost have to go back. This is one of those moments where the reader wants you to be like, wait, what? And you go back and you you read that again because you're like, uh, excuse me. So the attack happens right away. Lightning attack. It's instant. I mean, he's just raining down so much lightning and, and fury on... He doesn't care if he kills Trollocs, Merge Raw, or he wants to kill as many people in that area as he can, whether it be his own or Ran's. D- didn't matter. And he ends up getting Avienda, Matt, and Osmodian. Like, dang. That is... That's radical. That is, that, that, that is radical. And they are dead. Yeah? They're dead. <laughs> so... And in the audiobook you can hear the, uh, I forget, uh, Michael Kramer does the voices, you know, Rand's yelling out, uh, Ravine! He's like right. yelling at it. He's great. He's uh, really the audio, great. Would, Yeah. It's yeah, cool. Both
0: of the audiobook book uh, people, are, they're, they're great. Right. Um, so then it shifts, and we're in Nynaeve's point of view, right? And angry uh, Nynaeve is trying to reach Suan, uh, you know, trying to teach, excuse me, Suan the few things she has learned about the world of dreams. Teaching Aes Sedai is not a pleasant experience. They don't make obedient uh, pupils. Swan remarks on Nynaeve's bad temper. She guesses it may be the fact that uh, uh, Theodrin has been assigned to help break Nynaeve's block. Swan is right, of course. The failure and uh, Theodron's methods do little to help Nynaeve's temper. Nynaeve strikes back with a remark about Swan having to serve Garth Bryn. Before she knows it, <clears throat> she and Suan are rolling on the floor, trying to yank each other's hair out by the root. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's Which just comical. Because like, Cause yeah. like, cause like a, a one book ago, it's like, uh, yeah, you would have been wrecked. Like, yeah, you know it's really, I mean? the, it's the Omerlin like
1: seat other. versus like the accepted. It's crazy. Crazy. Um,
0: yeah, the fight goes on for a while until Suan realizes the absurdity of the situation and stops. It takes Nynaeve a while longer, but in the end, they, do, they decide to handle their differences as adults and just yell at each other. Uh, during the conversation, Nynaeve sees a face from the corner of her eye. Was that Mogideon? She tries to convince Suwan to return uh, to her own dreams, but Suwan demands Nynaeve continue teaching her. Nynaeve sees no other solution than to take the Terrangriol Su- Suwan is using away from her. Too late, she realizes she didn't know um, what happens if you do that no time to think about it and moves to another location in the world of dreams she still doesn't know if it was mogidian she saw then the forsaken shows up and was right after all she tries to shield the forsaken with all of her strength but mogidian brushes her weave effort, effort, effortlessly <laughs> aside uh, mogidian captures her in a weave of her own then burgette shows up on the scene she files. she fires an arrow at mogidian but the forsaken makes it difficult Uh, Makes it disappear long before it can hit her. She channels and changes Brigette into a child uh, plaything with a a toy bow. Fear rises in Nynaeve. She falls to her knees and begs the Forsaken not to hurt her as the Forsaken draws her closer using the one power. An idea comes to Nynaeve, but she has to get close enough. Finally, the Forsaken is in reach. Nynaeve forms the image of an Adam, and in her mind, it snaps and shuts around the Forsaken. Rage and horror reach Nynaeve through the Adam, but there is no escaping. Nynaeve makes Mogidian restore Birgit. It turns out Birgit saw Suan wake up briefly and use the Terong Rial to go check on Nynaeve. Mogidian pleads for her life now. She has knowledge that could be useful. Nynaeve hesitates to kill the Forsaken. Mogidian tells them about the trap Ravine set up in Caneland. He doesn't trust the other Forsaken who are plotting to have Rand um, attack Samael in Ilion. Nynaeve decides to take Mogidian to the reflection of Camelin in the world of dreams to see if she can do anything from there. Brigette is waking up, so she can't go with Nynaeve with uh, warning to the Forsaken that anything that happens to her will be magnified tenfold by the Adam they set off in the capital of Andor.
1: Okay, so this is one I, I have actually always... I've, I've never really... This is interesting, and so this Adam uh, conversation is going to be something we're going to be talking about for a while, actually. Does... And this is my question to listeners like all she had to do was form that the image of that in her mind can anyone do that in like like do you just like it because all she has to do is 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 be close enough to like form that and and make it like latch onto her right and and call her um and then she's got her but it's not real right it's it's right. Unless it's it's just in her mind, it's real. So can't... She kind of, in her mind, couldn't Mo Gideon say... And again, I honestly, legitimately... Someone send me a pigeon or DM me, whatever, at wompryat underscore 2M. Uh, send us an email at um, or Valier at com. Because I was, I've was i always been a little confused by this part. Like, because it's in the dream world. You know, I know what happens when you put an Adam on someone. We saw a Gwaine in one. They can't get out of it. You can't channel against it. You can't do anything. So... Is it because of its properties in the real world that when you're dreaming about it or when you put it on someone in the dream world, that it's just that not something they can dream themselves out of or they can't like think themselves out of? You know what I mean? Because you, you should be able yeah. to almost like undo. So the the bow shot that comes from um, Silver Bow, right, is just it evaporates because Mo Gideon knows it's not real. She can just in her mind manipulate Her surroundings the girls as they think about their clothing it changes all the time right if they're thinking about a see-through dress next thing they know they got to be careful their thoughts because they're wearing a see-through dress you know that's all the time that's what they talk about so uh yeah i don't know i just think it's interesting to me i've never really how does that work you know so that's a question for uh, for other people because i don't know it's cool though it's a cool moment because i think she's captured like when you when you look at Nynaeve, you're like, oh, she's, she's gone. She's, Mogidian has her, right? I mean, right. this was a big, oh no, the wise ones told you guys about this world. You have no idea what you're doing here. Mogidian and Lanfear know this realm better than anyone, and you're here. You're not like, Nynaeve's not even a dreamer. I mean, Egwene is the one who has the gift and this talent to be more fluent in dreams and the dream world and all this stuff, and it's Nynaeve who's chasing down Mogideon. And it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, but, I, but that but that sort of speaks to Nynaeve's character, right? Is she
0: does always sort of have this, not like I'm necessarily better than you type of a thing, but kind of like a naive knows best. I don't know, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. She's not like arrogant, like I'm better she's than She's the wisdom, you, man. Sort of just, uh, right. Right?
1: <laughs> she's the wisdom.
0: So, yeah, you're I right. Mean, here she, she is. I mean, here's, I mean, here she is talking down to Suan. It's like, yeah, okay, Suan's gentle, but it's like, uh, she literally, like, knows way more about Aes Sedai than you could ever like begin to hope to know
1: yeah there is kind of a a, like a always not always but sometimes there's this power struggle between Aes Sedai and some of the younger girls and like who knows more what and like who's going to give who what information it's it's interesting but you're right yeah Nynaeve's not um, yeah the whole bit with Suan is is interesting and then yeah it's her, her overconfidence she goes into this world and just makes this Almost a big mistake, but now she has a big gain in that she has Mogidian, and she was afraid of her, and she'd she beat her before. She gets away, and then... Right. So, yeah, now they're going to Camelon, though, and that is kind of cool. So, she's now in the place where Rand is fighting Ravine, but she's in the reflection of that. She is in the dream world version of that at the same yeah. time.
0: So. Um, okay, all right. So chapter fifty-five here. So second to last chapter here. The threads burn. Yes, they do. So did. this one jumps around. <laughs> this one jumps around a lot. Yeah. Um So we start off with Rand. Rand chases Ravine through the royal palace, stopping only to kill the shadow spawn that get in his way. The damage to the palace is considerable, In the void thoughts of Lutharen bubble uh, in the void. Thoughts of bubble up, and thoughts of those who died already in this attack. Rand counters e- anything Ravine uses against him. To Ran's surprise, that includes Balefire. Ran comes uh, to the residue of a gateway, not the same as the one he used. He uses, but he recognizes it anyway. Ran follows Ravine to a reflection of the royal palace. Ran begins to explore this new, uh, this new place and finds out uh, the rules that apply here. He starts looking for Ravine because he wants to see him dead. Um, then we jump to Nynaeve. Nynaeve takes cover from the weaves Rand and Ravine are throwing at each other. She feels Mogidian's fear through the Adam. Mogidian tells her that the others are here in the flesh and that they can wield much more of the power that way. Whatever Nynaeve, uh, and, sh- whatever Nynaeve and she can muster will pale in comparison. Nynaeve wants to push on anyway. Mogidian refuses and Nynaeve uses the Adam to make her go on. Mogidian is terrified but has no choice to go on. Rand's, then we could go back to Rand. Mm-hmm. The gateway was a trap, and Rand walked right into it. Ravin is doing something to Rand, and he feels the source slipping away from him. Still, he has the power for one more strike. But where? Uh, roaring the Forsaken's name, Rand tries to draw him out. Back to Nynaeve. The reflection of the palace is shaken to the core by the battle between Rand and Ravin. Nynaeve is terrified, but pushes on, looking for him anyway. When she spots him, she draws all the power Mo- uh, Mogidian can muster. Ravine is distracted by Rand and doesn't notice her at first. She throws everything she has against Ravine. Uh, the fear she feels through the Adam is replaced by something else now. And even feels resignation. The Forsaken expects to die here. Back to Rand. Not understanding what is happening to Ravine, Rand seizes the chance and Bale fires him with every scrap of the power <laughs> he can draw, Jeez. which uh, which we've been told over and over and over again is a super no no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, against against ridiculously incredible people, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So, Nynaeve is trying to maintain the weave as Rand Bale Rand's Balefire hits Ravine. Relief floods through the Adam. Gets, uh goes to meet Ran. She heals him of his wounds, except the old one on his side. Then she tells him he must leave. Being in the world of dreams in the flesh is dangerous. Ran uh, passes on Lan's message to Nineveh and adds uh, to tell Elaine the same. He has found someone else too. It is dangerous uh, to love him. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves the world of dreams. The problem of what to do with Mogidian remains. And Eve can't just kill her. But an idea comes to her. She makes the Forsaken drink forkroot. Before Mogidian falls asleep, she tells her that Mogidian has given her some clues of the lo- of her location in the real world. They will see uh, each other in Sidar soon. Yeah. So back to Ran. Ran runs through the Royal Palace. The damage seems uh, somehow less than it looked the last time you passed through. Outside, there's still fighting going on. Ran sees fireballs being used against the Shadow Spawn. Ran channels tiny flows of Balefire and kills the number of Fades and Trollocs. This tips the battle. The Shadow Spawn break and run. Running down into the plaza, Ran finds Avienda and Matt and Osmodian, who are all still alive. It takes him a moment to understand that the huge bar of Balefire that killed Ravine must have undone their deaths. Too many others are still dead, though. Rand hugs Avienda, uh, you know, glad that she is still alive. Bale and Sulin come in to report. The Trollocs are running, and the Royal Guard have joined the fight against them. Rand gives orders to pursue the Trollocs. They shouldn't be allowed to
1: roam the countryside. So,
0: Balefire for the the wind,
1: baby. For the win. I mean, it's it's crazy. He's he's told not to use it, and you can see now the bars and and the magnitude or whatever that you to which you use Balefire matters. It's 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 uh, gosh again, Lady Heather who, who who brought this up. Like the threads of a person's life or their actions and all that kind of stuff. As they're hit with it, the the more they're hit with it, the further back that thread will will kind of burn and can undo things that were woven into the pattern as it burns back it's they're unwoven and they're undone so like 90 or uh yeah um avienda Osmodian, and matt are brought back to life and those others who are struck with the original lightning blast now others have fallen as well to shadow spawn and merge and things like that and ran is hitting them you know dink 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 with little tiny bits of balefire right that just as he hits them like somebody that they killed moments ago might be brought back to life and not remember you know, or or be kind of like, you know, like what happened, right? So that it's, yeah, all around Balefire for the Wind. It's a cool bit with the world of dreams, right? He steps there in the flesh, not something we have, you know, heard a whole lot about. We've heard a little bit about it with Perrin and and Hopper warning him and, and things like that with Slayer. But now we see that you can step into this realm in your true form. So like when Nynaeve is in the world of dreams, her body is still laying in bed somewhere, right? And she's 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 gone to uh, Teleron Riyadh on her own, but her body is like in her spirit, right? Her essence is there, right? And same with Mogideon. So M- Mogideon is laying asleep somewhere, and, she, and Nynaeve knows where she's at, and she's had her drink the forkroot, which is gonna make her not channel and pass out, and so then she can go find her in the real world and then attach, you know, um, yeah. And we'll, we'll get to what she does with her later, but so. There you go. Um, just interesting stuff, man. I mean, it's it's like... It took it took Nynaeve showing up there as well to to win this thing. Rav, Ravine had him. And it does show you that Rand is at a disadvantage because these Forsaken, they have full knowledge. They know stuff from the Age of Legends that Rand cannot remember. And he and Luce Theron are having this battle in his mind trying to... For control over Sidene and just a sharing of inf- information and ideas. Sometimes it floats to the surface. Sometimes bubbles of thoughts float uh, uh, you know, to the surface. But most of the time, Rand is on his own kind of right now trying to figure out what to do. Right. And he's just
0: seems like he's taking all these, uh, you know, Forsaken down one by one.
1: I mean, whether it's with a little bit of help or whatever, it's, it doesn't seem to matter. He's because he's the dragon reborn, (laughs) right? Let let him ride again on the winds of time. I mean, he is what he is, right? So which, which is cool. I mean, gosh, the more it's like I have, the more I've been rereading the series and looking at choice and fate in this series, I'm, you know, I've been going back and forth on, on my thoughts and I feel like I need to have a, a, an all out conversation with, with people about coincidence and luck and chance and how all those things work into our real life world where we also have free will to do what we want because he's the dragon reborn and it's almost like Moraine is seeing things, like all these different possible outcomes that could be, right? And she has to right. force things into a pattern where in which it's going to help Rand be successful, but that's also her choice to do that. But she's also seeing predetermined and pre-laid weaves and it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's kind of a, a mind twist, if you will, when you start to think about it all and how it all shapes out. How the yeah. wheel, how the, yeah. how the wheel weaves as it wills. Yes. So. Well, I mean,
0: does the wheel weave though? I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like all you gotta do is go in and bail fire stuff, and you can kind of weave it however you want.
1: That's a really good point. I mean that that right there is actually, but is that something that was already? You know, I mean, right. yeah. It's it's that's that's an interesting concept because you're inside of the wheel itself, and you have the ability to do something that undoes what the wheel uh has has woven right that's that is the the,
0: it's sort of it's sort of the it's sort of the predestination versus sort of free will
1: yeah yeah and it's interesting it's just something we'll we'll keep bringing up from time to time and it's going to be in all the books and uh all the way up to the very end my friend so it'll be interesting but anyway this this was that was a cool kind of fight scenes so that bit is awesome i get people get hung up on the moraine stuff and that that pre-battle that happens first but then i think this stuff with yeah just you i didn't imagine us going there i thought the battle was going to stay in the real world and then we're in you right. thing, we're in the dream world and we're battling away and it's like what so and gideon's r- fear is real she is scared to death that they are going to be killed right because you are so much right. stronger in the flesh than you are you know Spiritly. But it's more dangerous. More dangerous for you. Yes. Very much so. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, okay. So final chapter here, Glowing Embers. So we start off with Ran. Rand is looking down at one of the gardens of the Royal Palace. He sees Matt and Avienda talking to each other. They're leaving the hunt of the Trollocs um, to the others. When the city gates close, it's unlikely many will escape. Uh, Davram Brashear uh, comes to see Rand. The Saldean general has been sent on a mission by his queen to make sure that the false dragon, um, Taim, uh, doesn't, ta'im uh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't bother Saldea anymore. He left his army north of the border of Andor and went to see Morghaze, but was ignored by um, Gabriel. Now he hears Morghaze may be dead. Rand tells them um, that Morghaze and uh, Gabriel are dead. He also expect, uh, explains to Bashir that he can't have Taim. Rand wasn't planning on revealing this so soon, but he plans on giving any man who can channel amnesty. Why should a man be hunted down? Because he can do what Rand can. With the last battle coming, they will need every one of them.
1: Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, right? This is it, man. This is it. So no no more of this hunting down of, of false dragons. That's, that's BS. Rand's like, yeah. that's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and this is his decree. It goes out to the all, to, to like the entire, like it's going to be, right? He's telling Bashir about this, like not right. anymore. So here, yeah. So here we go. So the Aes Sedai are about to be like,
0: um, uh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah say yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bashir notes that he has conquered uh, Tyr, uh, got the support of the Aeel, rules in Kyrian, and now in Camelon too. Will Rang go on to conquer the world? Rand tells him he will if he must. Humanity cannot be allowed to keep fighting its own petty battles with the last battle on the horizon. He'd welcome any ruler who would ally with him, but so far he's only encountered hostility. Bashir can't speak for the Borderlands or even Saldaya, but he tells Rand the Borderlands will come to his banner. He offers his service and that of the 9,000 Saldanian horses. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. But I don't know. Am I getting too hyped up about the end of this book too soon? Is this this all going to be stuff
1: that Robert Jordan just throws away? I love the next book, and I'll tell you about that in a second. I love it. So... Let's keep going. So um, then we shift
0: to Osmodian. Osmodian leaves Matt and Avienda in the garden. They aren't listening to his music anyway. Uh, He has more or less figured out what's happened to him. Many people told him they saw him dead. He feels his protection from uh, from the great lord is gone. Mm -hmm. He's mortal now. And the taint affects him. He steps through a door looking uh for a uh looking for a pantry to look for some decent wine and has just enough time to recognize his killer before death takes him. Like what?
1: Yeah. Osmodian, dead. He was brought back. Like it's just so it's back and forth, right? I mean, Right. Is he alive? Is he dead? Is he a, is he a dark friend anymore though? Don't think so. Yeah, isn't that interesting that he's that he's lost that um connection, that protection or whatever from so now he's a mortal person. He's found the light. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> Is he like Ingtar? He's found the light. I mean, he's at least just kind of, uh, you know, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. I actually, that's an interesting question. Like, could he go back and, and reestablish his connection with the Dark Lord or repledge himself or something? But it seems like whatever, you know, because he swore loyalty and, and, and you like, Dark Friends can be called upon by other Dark Friends and by the Forsaken because of of their oaths and and stuff like that so yeah if they don't want to what Rand says to inktar is i think you just have to stop wanting to be one or or whatever but it's more than that with the forsaken and i it's i kind of forget sometimes that he has that moment of clarity where he's like oh yeah i've I've been separated i've i've the the taint now um on cydine affects me so yeah all right as and then we shift to more
0: gaze. Big surprise here. Right. She's she, not dead. She is not dead. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Didn't we say that last time? Because we were like, oh, they said Morgaze is dead. But then they immediately say afterwards, well, I don't know. She hasn't. Okay. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the tension between Morge's, uh and Talon, Talonvor is growing. Seeing him next to the round uh, Basil Gill reminds her of how fit and tall he is. Talonvor no longer uh, looks up to her like a queen. Their party went to see Garth Bryn in Core Springs, but he has gone to chase some barn burners. Morghese has no choice but to look for allies elsewhere. Uh, Linny has noticed the tension between Morghaze and Talonvor. She remarks that there is no point in letting the honey age too long before eating it. Morghaze tells her to put those silly ideas out of her head. The group comes to the edge of the Alteran Forest. Uh, they were writing through. Again, Tolanvor asks if she wants to go on with this. She does. She will have her throne
1: back. Yeah. Will she? Is she going to? Yeah. I mean, so she wants to. It, what, the one thing in well, this she is, should She go should go hang out with Suan, man. They're in the same boat. Right. Deposed. <laughs> Deposed. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, uh, Gabriel really does do a number on The people there and all the lords and you get into some of the politics right and like the people who didn't support more gays are the ones that are like surrounding gabriel and she her friends when she was uh, compulsed she said nasty things to them and and sent them away and uh, garth Bryn, right was sent away and they were confused about that the whole time like what is he doing here what did he do to kind of piss off more gays why would she ever do that well we find out really she wasn't in control of herself when she did that that's that's what's revealed to us here so yeah, I mean that's then that, how do you recover from all that loss where how do you tell someone, "Hey, I wasn't in control. <coughs> excuse me. Of my actions. I was being com- com- uh, compelled to do these things." And then who's going to believe that? You know? Right. So. Yeah, so.
0: Interesting, interesting. So uh, where do you uh now that we've we've finished here? Where where is this Have you done a ranking? Where where is yeah, this ranking? Yeah. I like your, I actually in, like in your years? ranking.
1: I when you said it earlier, I actually I I think um I don't know you for me I guess you could go like the dragon reborn is cooler I think the dragon reborn is, is, is a cooler book than this um, right but I don't know that like, I, I like at my bottom three I think I would have I think or my bottom two they're tied like I think this is as well I don't know maybe not I don't know where,
0: where so so of the of the five we've already read what what do you
1: think is so your great hunts number one Followed by, oh, yeah, I think we're,
0: yeah, we're, all, yeah,
1: yeah the uh, Followed by, followed by either the Eye of the World or Shadow Rising. So either right. one, so I can so go back and forth. Yeah, we're in the same. Yeah. So then, where would you? Where do you think you'd rank this in terms of the whole series? The whole series. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I, I like this book more than, than 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 some people, and for some people, this is their favorite book. Isn't that crazy? really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I,
0: I'm sure every, every yeah. book is somebody's favorite. Yeah.
1: Just, just because I think all the action here at the end and this, this battle and the things with the bail fire and the power and, and right. things are revealed and mystery starting with land and then the notes and more rain is gone. I mean, so you know, people are like, what the heck? I mean, how it plays out and the execution of it is different, but the the ideas and, and the revelations and some of that stuff, you're you're left with a lot of like after this book, if this was coming out and you were theorizing for the next book, by God, you would be all over the place. Like, is rain dead? What's more gays gonna do? Like right. who killed Osmodian? That goes on for eight like that was a huge yeah. deal. So Yeah. I actually think that I will
0: enjoy so when we get to like season three or four, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Uh, and this is like a season finale.
1: Yeah.
0: Some of the stuff. I think that I will enjoy this more on television than I yep. did in the book.
1: And I think they'll correct some of the stuff that we're talking about. I think we'll see a coolant in battle. I think we'll there'll be more stuff with more rain. We might even see more rain go through. Because you can do different types of irony, right? Where we get to see what more rain sees or more of, of uh, her information in Rudion. And then we're like, oh, my God, Rand, quit treating her like this. Moraine is literally going to save your life later. Whereas, like, the way we're reading it now is we don't know why Moraine, what she saw or what what is happening. And we're kind of like, yeah, Ran doesn't trust Aes Sedai, so we get why he's not trusting Moraine. But if we knew what she knew and we were with her on all of her private little meetings and her, because she kind of takes a back seat and she starts to sit back here and really just she knows where she needs to get to. And what role she has to play to help and preserve make her, the sacrifice that she has to make for Rand and for him to move forward. And that, you know, either either it's like you don't see it coming and it's a big surprise to us. Or we see it and we, we build up um, anger and resentment. Or we start to get frustrated with Rand and others around her because they don't realize how, what an awesome sacrifice she's trying to make. And why she's trying, that she is being true in her intentions with Rand. And she's not trying to mislead him or guide him in the way that like it's insinuated that the guiding by the Aes Sedai would be a bad thing and for her it's really not she's trying to do what's best so yeah yeah
0: Yeah. okay all right guys well hey that's it that is our we're moving on as we are no longer into we are out of the fires of heaven and we are into lords of chaos
1: yeah and so we won't be bringing up Cooladin again all right we won't be talking about right these things. So I know we've harped on it for the last two parts, but we will move on. And I wanted to say, going into this next book, we have a massive prologue. Right? A massive prologue. What is it? Two hours or something? Yeah. More? It's,
0: like, it's 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 pretty long. So it's, it's a full it episode even be friends. Yeah, we're right. gonna oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely gonna be a full episode. Um, and then I guess the other thing is, um, isn't this uh kind of weren't these sort of trilogies like people refer to these as sort of two trilogies
1: yeah kind of yes um so this would be book six we're going into and yeah people do kind of look at them as 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 trilogies i forget the the kind of progression that when robert jordan made splits in books and stuff like that because you can see clearly plot lines like suan and Loghain and men all that stuff just it's in there and it falls off like did he have more of this like these two books written and it was like okay i need to actually introduce some of that earlier and i can't save all of it for you know um the next book for book six. And so book five needs to include some of this stuff, you know, cause it does feel weird sometimes, right? Like you leave out Perrin, um, but then you're going to weave in some stuff with the white tower and you have to talk about its division and so on. So just so many characters and so many plot lines and stories that have to inter interconnect and be tabled and decide when do you table that and when to move on. I, I would love to hear someone, a panel at Jordan con or whatever, talk about what that was like from an editing right. standpoint. So yeah. Yeah but awesome okay guys all right well hey that
0: is it for us so we want to thank you for answering the call in our next episode
1: we will be discussing the lords of chaos prologue yep absolutely friends um, if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a message at the horn at gmail.com we will see you soon and remember that the
0: grave is no bar to our call yeah, in the grave uh, including moraines
1: maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, including moraines and everyone else like like actually you know what? Anyone who goes to the grave, y'all can come back. All right? Little little, little belfire